Hi everyone, it's Liu in Boston. It's Lila in Shanghai, and this is the Gentle Project. The Gentle Project is a podcast series to share and define new possibles in new normal. We want to find inspirations from ordinary people's extraordinary stories that empower us to grow during this pandemic. On each episode of the Gentle Project, we'll be having a candid conversation with our guests on gentleness, healthiness, and creative resilience. Subscribe to us on iTunes or whenever you got your podcast. Looking forward to connecting with you along this gentle journey. I just don't want her to grow up thinking that no hugging and staying six feet apart is how human beings are supposed to interact. It's it's not normal. Most of our meals are well balanced and clean and subtle and healthy. So I want to show that spectrum of Asian cuisines to the foodie friends on Instagram. I think now is the best time to really um, chase your dream and give whatever you want to do a try. We won't regret things we did or failed,、mm. but we will most likely regret not giving them a try. Hi, everyone. Greetings from Boston. This is Lou hosting the Gentle Project. How time flies! We're now in November, and Thanksgiving is coming. I know it's not the very end of the year to do a thorough reflection about 2020, but let us quickly go over the past few months. Let me ask you: How many of you always wanted to try something you're passionate about? Turned out to be stuck in a nine-to-five job every day, but finally make a big move to chase your dream because of the pandemic. Leave us a note and share with us your answers. We would love to hear from you. Today's guest is an interesting person. She has been a foodie since the first day I knew her, always lingering between different restaurants and trying new recipes. Always knows where to find the best deals during Boston Restaurant Week. When COVID-19 broke out early this year, she decided to make her home her new restaurant, and this soon became her new job. Not only cooking as a foodie, she opened a new Instagram account, created video recipe to record her way of cooking. Within just a short time, she had over 3,000 followers on Instagram. Recently, she left Boston, Massachusetts, and moved to Dayton, Ohio, and started a whole new style of life. How does this foodie do in Ohio? What made her decide to move to Ohio during the pandemic? Any new things interesting in her life? How is her cooking going? With all these questions, I give you my beloved friend Hong Wei. An intercultural food blogger, as well as an activist for healthy home-cooked Asian food. Hi, Hongwei. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Lou, how's it going with you? Wow, this is this is the first time we chat, right? After you left Boston and moved to Ohio, right? I know it's been <laughs> so long. <laughs> I've never been to Ohio, so tell us something about you know Dayton. Is it cold as Boston now? I I don't think many places can beat Boston in terms of cold winter weather. But <laughs> the city I'm living in, which is Dayton, um, is in the valley.、Uh, it's called Miami Valley, so it does、mm. get a lot of rain, which can make you feel a little chillier than actual temperature. So that's you know, if you're talking about weather, then it really isn't that as isn't as cold as Boston. But and also people here. Mm-hmm. Are generally more friendly and very, very, very good at small talks. So, 
you know, which makes a huge introvert person like me uh, <laughs> very comfortable. <laughs> Interesting. How is Hongdo? I mean, last time we, I remember you started talking her how to speak, right? So is there any exactly. new, yeah, new, new progress, any new words she can speak now? A lot. Um, she has advanced a lot. Um, she can say apple. Um, <laughs> apple is her favorite word now. And she oh. sometimes says rainbow. Uh, rainbow, which is, which is weird because I I have a picture of rainbow on it, but she's never actually seen rainbow before. Um, she understands a lot of quests I give her, and <laughs> she's starting to imitate a little bit what um, what we do and what we say. Okay, tell us something about your background that the audience knows you, you know, like who you are and what you did. And I know you really have a bilingual family, and that's very、mm-hmm. very interesting. Tell us something about it. Yeah.、Um, so my name is Hongwei, and I used to work for an international student exchange program.、Um, I quit my job about two months ago, and now I'm a full-time mom and a part-time food blogger.、Um, my husband Doug, he's a white American.、Mm. Um, he's born and raised in Dayton, Ohio, and he had、um, a three-year contract in marketing in China before, and that's how we met. Um, now he's working for a tech company from home full time. So in some way, motivated me to try different recipes and record the food I made.、Mm. Um, one, Doug loves Chinese food, and two, Chinese restaurants in Dayton area have been really disappointing us. And three, <laughs> I want my daughter to grow up being able to appreciate flavors, not turn it into a mac and cheese all day long. Kids,、so. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let me ask you this: What is、mm-hmm. Doug's most favorite Chinese food? Because Doug, in my eyes, is a Chinese indeed. He has、yeah. a Chinese soul. I mean, you're absolutely right. His favorite now is、um, Hongshaorou. Which is、oh, uh, <laughs> braised pork belly and anything that is、um, pork, he he likes it. And anything that has both、um, some sort of carb and、um, soy sauce flavored <laughs> meat, he'll like it. Oh, I see. How many years have you been living in Boston? Because I know you and the dog got married and moved to the states, and you guys live in Boston since that time, right? And haven't left. Yeah,、uh, we moved to Boston in 2015, I believe. So it's been five years.、Mm, I know you quite fancy Boston. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, obviously, Boston is a bigger city、uh, with a very large Chinese student population.、Um, Doug's office, back when everybody still had an office, was、mm. about like 30 minute drive from downtown Boston. And we will go to the city to try different restaurants.、Mm-hmm. And Chinatown is where I could stay in my China bubble and feel absolutely at home. Yeah, we also、um, we also really like the、um, Back Bay and North Shore area. If you're into Italian food,、um, North Shore is definitely the place to go. They have tons of family style Italian restaurants. They're great garlic bread,、um, great handmade fresh pastas. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really enjoy the access to different cultures and arts in Boston. So, what makes you, you know, decided to 
move to Ohio and left Boston, especially during the pandemic this year? Um, it really was a tough decision to make for us. Um, Doug's parents live in Dayton area, um, as well as his two sisters and nieces. Uh, we always wanted to move closer to them eventually. So we were thinking about Pittsburgh at first, um, mm. but COVID really sped things up. Um, the gym that I used to go to um, in Boston area, they had mm. a kids academy, uh, which was our daughter home, those main social battleground, uh, mm. but they shut down in March. So, and we used to hang out in parks with other kids in the neighborhood, but we don't feel comfortable doing that anymore now. Um, since Tondo is too young to wear a mask and she loves sticking her finger in her mouth. Mm. Um, all of a sudden we lost all of our social activities. And because both of us work from home, mm. um, Tondo had to play by herself most of the day and she was fine with it, but she became really, really quiet. Um, and I mm. believe that's what led to her speech delay, mm. as I mentioned to you last time we talked. So um, fast forward to uh, 4th of July this year, we decided to drive back to Ohio to visit families and to give Hondo a little bit of safe social interaction. And that was total game changer. Um, she had a blast there. She mastered the skill of going mm. up and down stairs. Um, she spent most of her time playing at the water table out in the yard. Mm. And she went from being scared of meeting new people to showing excitement when she met strangers. And we saw how much she benefited just from hanging out with her two cousins there. So we decided, you know, it's probably about time. So we started home hunting right after we go back to went back to Boston. Um, mm. I just don't want her to grow up thinking that no hugging and staying six feet apart is how human beings are supposed to interact. It's, it's not normal. Mm, I see. Well, I still remember those photos and pictures you share with me. And normally we talk about pandemic. We usually focus on how pandemic change adults' life. Change, you exactly. know, how, yeah, adults interact with each other. You know, we seldom focus more on kids especially like Hondo, very little kid, right? I, mm -hmm. I, if you won't tell me, I probably never thought about, you know, how pandemic can change little kids' life, little kids' mind. Wow, that's, that's really something interesting. Absolutely. to another direction of your chain, your career path. When I first heard about you opening a new Instagram account called Weiwei Cook, I was so excited. Something, you know, immediately popping up in my mind is that this is exactly your thing. <laughs> Tell us what triggers your mind to put 100% of your time on building this new path. That wasn't as impulsive as moving was. Um, I always wanted to be a content creator, but mm. I was um, never an excellent cook. Um, I enjoyed going to restaurants and occasionally making new foods, only occasionally. <laughs> However, the pandemic really turned this occasional event to a basic life scale. 
Mm-hmm. So um, combined with the fact that I had two picky eaters at home, <laughs> I had to really look into different recipes and upping my cooking game. Um, and many Americans seem to have the impression that um, Chinese food always gets you sick. Um, mm. It's always oily and greasy. I mean, I get that spicy and oily Sichuan cuisines are trendy, but that's not what Chinese um, eat on a daily basis, not even for people in Sichuan. So mm. most of our meals are well-balanced and clean and subtle and healthy. So I want to show that spectrum of Asian cuisines to the foodie friends on Instagram. So I started this account. Oh, right. You nailed the point. And I heard a lot of people around me, you know, complaining about how oily and how unhealthy yeah. some Asian food is. But I really just, I can't agree with them. You know, in order to reshape their opinion towards Asian food, what, mm-hmm. what did you cook or what expect you paying attention to when you're cooking? Or, or, or what kind of food do you normally cook and share? This is really, you know, a, a very interesting part. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I do have a variety of foods on my page from like uh, meat-based, plant-based to baking, Um, but I would intentionally sneak in a few dishes that aren't familiar to my audience. Um, The reason why I said sneak in is because a lot of them don't like the look of these dishes. Mm. One of them was an egg stir-fried loofah. To those who don't know what loofah is, it's a spongy vine fruit that look like a zucchini. Mm-hmm. And to those who know what loofah is, you might <laughs> heard of it from um, TV commercials because most people use it as a natural cleaning sponge. Mm. Um, not a lot of people know that, that loofah is actually a very common and tasty vegetable in, in Asia. Mm-hmm. So you, um, the heated cooking oil can quickly kill the raw grassy taste in this vegetable and leave mm-hmm. only the fresh aroma behind. And eggs can really absorb that great flavor and balance this dish with great source of protein. So, and I top it with scallions and that'll add some uh, depth to this dish and, mm-hmm. and give it, it gives a, a little spice without overpowering it. Um, mm. What I wanted out of this dish is the natural freshness that loofahs offer. So I didn't want to use any seasoning or spice other than salt. I wanted mm. to enhance and better that vegetable taste, not to cover it, um, which I find a lot of American vegetable dishes do. Um, there was also another time that I um, posted a rice cake recipe and a follower from India. She mm. came to me and said that they had a very similar dish called um, Italy. Mm. That was such an enlightening mo- moment for me. I actually Googled what that dish is. It is really, really, really similar. Um, I never I never thought about it before. You know, mm. I never thought that how different cultures can share this similarity in their mm. cooking. Now you think about it. In Xi'an, where you come from, you have um, rou jia mo, which mm. is shredded, shredded meat in sliced flatbread. Um, but mm-hmm. in um, Philadelphia, you have the cheesesteaks that is also shredded mm-hmm. meat and just a fluffier bread. So I think we have more in common than we thought. Very interesting, especially you go down one in my hometown. And then <laughs> here they call it like burger or something. That was yes. just, right. The first time I, I heard about that was quite funny. I, I can't help laughing. You know? So when mm-hmm. I go through your 
Instagram pages and see a lot of different posts you created, dish you cook, and the、mm-hmm. recipe you share. Really, a combination, a cultural, multicultural combination. Because you not only cook Chinese food, you、mm-hmm. you, you include some Thai food and Korean food and Japanese food. Um, it, it's really kind of like um a multicultural,、uh, intercultural communication, but using cooking as a way and using your recipe as a way to pass this communication. Right. I I think the most、mm-hmm. you know the audiences who left your Comments is not only、um, American; it's some other people with different pa- cultural background as well, right? Right, exactly. We,、yes. um, it, it's really, it's really fun because, like, in, I never thought the Instagram. There is one corner in Instagram that is not drama. <laughs> you know, it's just people <laughs> from different cultures come together and share their dishes. That's really, that's really nice. Is there any any one is your favorite one, or is there any kind of food your favorite one that you 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 always like to cook, or you always want to share? Oh, I mean that's a tough question because I I really do enjoy them all.、Um, if、mm. I have to have one thing to point out, it's probably、uh, what I call what we call gai jiao fan. It's、mm. it's real. It's just a style and a format of cooking. It it doesn't limit you to any ingredients. It's a rice. Base and、mm. you top it with your、um, the meat of whatever meat you you like and whatever vegetable you like and you just top the top the meat and vegetable over the rice and、mm. that's a very quick and healthy and balanced lunch and I always like cooking it just because.、Um, It reminds me of the old days when I was in college. You know, you can get these、yeah. <laughs> these kind of things for like only ten RMB, and like it's. It reminds you of the little things in life that make you happy. Many people thought about becoming a blogger is easy, but in fact, it, it is really not that easy. No, not, not yeah. Not everyone knows how to manage social media accounts in a sustainable way, and not so many people know how to gain organic followers. So. I really want you to share with us what did you do behind the scene and how did you manage all these. Well, yeah, it's probably cliche to say, but really, first, content is key.、Mm-hmm. Um, most people have zero interest in other people's daily lives, with the exception of like super attractive people living dramatic lives. But、um, so you want to give them a valuable content, the content、mm-hmm. that they can benefit、um, in some way. In my opinion, it's a good solid base.、Um, and on top of that, then you need to have some sort of marketing strategy, including a con- consistent posting schedule, engaging with other accounts in your own niche, and、mm. more specifically to Instagram,、um, you need to have a good hashtag strategy.、Mm. Um, Many people struggle with growing their social media account, and they think it's because they're not skilled to do it.、Um, I think it. All comes down to how badly you want it. I want my account to grow, and I want it to eventually become my full-time gig. So、mm. I put a lot of time and effort in it. I mean, it's fun to start with, but it also can become a chore after a while, and、mm. really, it, it kills that. That kills your passion. So if you are just using social media to share your life for fun, then don't overdo it, and don't even think about.、It. How big your you want your account to grow, and just have the expectation that it won't magically grow overnight. 
But mm. if you really want it to be your business, your career, then you have to really um, tolerate the work that comes with it and put a lot of effort and dedication in it. Right, right. Do you enjoy that? It's uh, yeah, like I said, it's fun and it's also a chore. It's actually really, you know, <laughs> draw your attention to something you really interest in during this pandemic. Exactly. Things happened this year, as we just shared, and we all have been through many changes. Like you, you know, change your location, and you change your career path. And besides all these, I mean, what other changes, or let me say, reflections since the pandemic this、mm-hmm. year that you think is very meaningful to you and your future career or your life? Yeah.、Um, so, like a lot of things happened, a lot of change happened, but sometimes I think about it, it, it really didn't change that much. I am still consistent to my own beliefs, and I just, I just made adjustments to fit into these beliefs. And I always think that、um, as an adult, you should be、mm-hmm. aware that every single choice you make. Comes with both benefits and consequences, and just need to decide on if you, these benefits fit into your values. So, so much that you are willing to pay the consequences. So, I left Boston. I quit my job, and these are all because I know what my priority is,、um, which is to build a stronger and happier family. And of course, I don't have, I don't get to, you know, have hot pot every week anymore. I lost、mm-hmm. a part of my、uh, family income, but to me,、um, family is worth giving these up thing for.、Mm-hmm. So during COVID, a lot of Chinese students are trapped in the U.S. and and some of the students that I heard of, unfortunately, they lost their loved ones back in China and they、mm-hmm. couldn't see them for the. Last time, and you hear in that you really realize that being able to just spend time with your loved ones is a privilege now too. So、mm-hmm. we don't know how much time we're given on this earth,、um, but I don't want to spend my time doing things that are meaningless to me. Right, right. When I thought about what happened in the past few months, I, I really felt that. Normal is priceless. Yes, we, we used to take normal for granted. Like we, you know, we went out go shopping and we went out to restaurant and we、mm-hmm. hug each other. And right now, everything changed in just more than half、yeah. year. And then our whole life was shaped. And everything we used to think is normal is really not. It's I, it's all privilege now. Our life will still be in this new norm next year, like wearing masks, washing hands, keeping social distance. So the lockdowns really brought us isolation, but also makes us discover some creative resilience, just like you did. So I want you to you know share with us that looking to the future, is there any visions or plans that you you want to share with us regarding the future development? I think that I want to. Tell our audience here that I think now is the best time to really、um, chase your dream and get whatever you want to do a try.、Um, I wish I did it sooner, but I'm glad I already I started anyway. And、um, this attempt of mine is nowhere near success yet, but it's 
closer than six months ago. Um, mm. I just want to share that we won't regret things we did or failed, mm. but we will most likely regret not giving them a try. Now you're locked inside. You have this time to connect with yourself. Take this as a blessing and do connect with yourself and ask yourself, what's the one thing that you wish you would have done if tomorrow was your last day? And start doing it now. Mm, I like it. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you for having me. I was quite inspired by what Hongwei said in this episode. The pandemic this year has stolen many of our freedoms to enjoy outdoor activities. However, it also provides us a special indoor time to deeply look into ourselves and discover our creative resilience. Having a new career path that matches your personal interests and professional skills will only motivate us to find out who we really are, instead of relying on someone else or something outside. Focusing on what we can create for ourselves should be the best way to reach a sense of purpose and fulfillment. COVID-19 has created tremendous impact on our life. Moving forward, Lockdown and social distance will only make us cherish our families, friendship, and intimate human relationships more than we did before. When Thanksgiving is coming, Lila and I are deeply grateful for the guests and audiences of the Gentle Project. Our friends and families who offer us priceless support and encouragement will always hold our hands no matter what. Thank you for your kindness, gentleness. And inspiration. This is Lou in Boston. Happy Thanksgiving, and see you next time. <laughs>